Hello and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our March 30th edition of Monday Night Football. We always start off our show with a prayer. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Dear God, thank you for letting us uh, um, be here for the show. Thanks for the show. Stay on the air. Thank you for our supporters. Pray that we'll have a uh, um, really end to this crisis soon. Pray for all those who have died to reach heaven in the very near future. Especially uh, the people that we all know personally uh, that have that have passed on. Pray that this can uh, come to an end soon. I pray for us to have the strength and guidance to be able to not be selfish at this time, but to find a way to be selfless and uh, and to do the next right thing that we need to do, even if the next right thing is to do absolutely nothing and stay still. In Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, y'all. Um, I was kind of torn about what to do uh, this week because, I mean, we've two weeks ago, we, we um, and you can look at all of our um, past podcasts on our Facebook page, uh, Monday Night Football with a U. And uh, two weeks ago, we had Sean Esker, the president of the Louisiana Soccer Association, and, uh, uh, on and um, to talk about, you know, the postponement that we have. And last week, we had the LHSA executive director, Michael Federico, um, to talk about things from an LHSA perspective, what we're going to do, and how we're going to enforce summer rules. And, you know, it's all up in the air right now. And uh, uh, one thing that uh, I did notice, uh, I do like going to Europe uh, to play um, in tournaments. And uh, one thing you get the impression of in Europe is that maybe soccer is bigger than God. And I think this is a huge uh, slap on our wrist that no, it's not. It's not. Okay. Uh, um, some things are more important than death and taxes. Well, I don't know. Um, death is pretty real. And uh, I don't think anything can usurp it except for the love and power of God. So I thought about not having a, um, an episode and prayed about it a little bit and said, well, maybe we need to still have an episode so I could basically talk to you about what nobody's talking about. Everybody's talking on the on television, like what can you do standing at home from just a normal citizen point of view? These students are being inundated with homeschooling and they're finding out that, uh, a few are finding out that homeschooling is a good fit for them. The majority are finding out that homeschooling is not a good fit. Okay, uh, we're missing the relationships. Uh, we're missing the interaction. As a coach, I'm missing having time with my players. Um, I asked the LHSA if I could have permission to just have group meetings with my team, like, you know, on a virtual meeting. And uh, that turned out to be very positive for me. Um, uh, uh, the, the players just needed to talk and and, and just to, uh, be a part of the team again. And uh, they're not, not necessarily friends outside of school and outside of their teams. So to get the kids together and uh, was a, was a good thing, and it is a good thing. Okay, uh, so there, there are just things right now we're learning that are more important than soccer. Okay, uh, 
Uh, family, God first, family. Uh, of course, we preach that all the time, but now is the time to practice it. And it's amazing. Like, um, you know, I try to go to Mass every day. I've been having to do it on TV. And uh, it's amazing how many Masses are on TV now, okay, that used to not be on Facebook. And and um, so, you know, always happens this way, though. You can look at human history. Whenever you're in a time of crisis, um, you know, the one thing to turn to is God, you know. Um, who else are you going to turn to? And so, um, uh, um that's one good thing to do. And look, I have a list of really 11 or so things, concrete things that you can do right now, uh, coming from our point of view as soccer people, um, uh, that can make uh, this time fruitful as opposed to this time just unbearable and, um, and um, just absolutely painful. Okay. First of all, let's update. Everything's still uh, on track for an April 13th reopening, uh, although with the president's press conference on Sunday, I don't know if I would hold my breath too long that April 13th will be uh, when we restart everything in the club soccer world. So uh, just prepare yourself for that. Uh, it might go to April 30th and just trust that we have very good leaders that are going to make common sense decisions uh, according to, with state cup and ODP and regionals uh, that are going to, that are going to make a lot of sense. Okay. And, uh, and just remember champions league is canceled. I mean, champions league is canceled y'all uh, think about that. The Olympics are canceled. So um, if we just postponed, uh, we can, we can live with that. We can live with that. All right. And we will live with that and we'll make it work. Okay. So right now, uh, uh, as soon as we find out if, if, uh, that, that deadline is going to be increased or that deadline's solid, we'll let you know, uh, week to week. Okay. On Monday night football. All right. Now with the, what I would like to talk to you about is the opportunities that this presents itself. Um, most we're also we're all athletic people here who listen to this show, and competition is something that most of us thrive on. Whether it's our focus or not, it's definitely not an intimidator. We love to compete, and uh, it's the competition that brings the best and unfortunately the worst, but it bring it brings us to to uh, to be our best. Okay, and um, I think these are some things that we should all focus on. Number one, um, your personal spirituality. Yes, I said that. Okay, this is the one thing good about America is that it's a free country and I don't have to hide my religious beliefs. Uh, this is a chance for you to get to know your God better. We're always busy. And you know, like during this time of year, I'm the busiest usually or one of the busiest times of my life where I'm teaching all day long, then I'm rushing to get uh, some team off on a bus and then I'm rushing to get to the playground to coach two practices. And then I come home, you know, dead. And recently now, I've had some time um, uh, to pray and definitely uh, um people to pray for, for sure. Um, we just had a teacher die this weekend at De La Salle in Palacios. And, um, and uh, of course, probably all have family and friends who are, who are needing our prayers during this really rough time. And, and uh, so if you don't have anything personal to pray for, then I, I suggest that that, uh, that that be your focus. But uh, I think all of us, though, can always learn and, and take this time now to take an advantage of, of how we can become better. 
You know, um, and this is a Lenten time for us Christians. And so uh, this couldn't happen at a better time than Lent for us to really be introspective and try to work on our biggest weaknesses, okay? Um, it's still not too late. Uh, Easter is still two weeks away. And so maybe look inside and uh, and don't uh, take for granted this maybe a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to have all this time where you can reflect and not feel the pressures of, of uh, you know, your job building up or— uh, or games to play in that kind of business. The second thing I would I would say is this is an opportunity to reach out to family and friends, even if they are quarantined, uh, and to spend quality time with them. You know, to to uh, just be there with them, um, to reach out to them. Of course, if you have young children, which a lot of you do, okay. Uh, um, I went to the EFO website today. I mean, they got classics just ready for you to press play and you could stream on your television. It's so easy to do now. And uh, and you can learn from from watching these great, great games. But here's the deal, but you can watch it together, okay? Instead of you watching your your child or, uh, or coaching your child on the sidelines and having more things to do than you can even shake a stick at, now it's a chance to see you to have a talk and, and and just enjoy this time together, okay? Um, the next thing is, um, for all of you uh, coaches out there, all right, this is a time to mentor. It's not a time to withdraw, okay? I was talking to you about the video call I have with my players on Saturday. Um, I reached out to my club players today. Um, this is a really big decision you got to have to make. Are these players just players for you? Are they just people who put on jerseys and you try to win games with them, or do you really care about them? Okay. Um, they're, they're, they're going to know and they are listening and they are sitting. Uh, they're probably not going to reach out to you because they kind of just don't know how to do that. Okay. Um, uh, it's hard to reach out to adults, uh, but it shouldn't be hard on, on the backside. Okay. Um, try your best to keep in touch with them. And of course, if they need something, be a, be an avenue for them to be able to get uh, what they're needing uh, from you. Um, most of the children need, quite frankly, is is really genuine attention. That's not self serving. Okay, uh, it doesn't take a talented person to know how to do that. If you care about somebody, uh, you can show that you care about them. All right, just listening and uh, is is one of the biggest things that you can do. Next thing on my list is to give. Okay, um, if you're supporting, if you're supporting organizations that support you, now they need you more than ever. Okay, uh, don't don't quit tithing to your churches. Don't quit um, on supporting, especially the weaker clubs and the weaker organizations that really need your help. Okay. Um, uh, and, and, the, and organizations that really will fail without your participation. It's something as simple as going to a restaurant and taking out, getting takeout. I'm about to go do that when I get off uh, the radio right now. I mean, I can't afford to go takeout every day, and I've been doing a lot of cooking. But, but you know, uh, these these businesses really, really do need our help, and especially the one that keeps us on the air, Russell's Marina Girl. Uh, uh, it's all, it's at the lakefront. I'm on the West Bank, so I, it's hard for me to get out there. But I can't mean it doesn't mean I can't promote their their restaurant here on the air. Okay, and uh, for all you Lakeview residents to go out and, and get some takeout from there, uh, that's what's keeping these uh, businesses uh, um, 
there. And uh, we have this economic stimulus passage to give us a, a little bit more fuel to be able to keep doing that, um, especially if this goes on longer than mid-April. Next, um, what a great opportunity this is for forensics. I'm just getting started doing this. Uh, it took me a while to learn how to be an at-home teacher. I spent about two weeks basically uh, in servicing and and dealing with all, all of that. And uh, I think now I've got myself to the point where my teaching career is is going oh well, going well, excuse me. And so now I'm looking at my high school program and my club and doing forensics, forensics means basically, okay, uh, turn every stone, uh, make sure that uh, all the things that you never really were caught up on and the things that you um, really were um, just holding on by your fingernails with, this is a chance for you to hit a home run with them, okay? Uh, uh, I'm doing that also with my personal finances and in, in a, in, uh, in a personal household. Uh, there's a lot of things that just been on the hold, all right, because soccer's just too darn busy. You know, that's a chance for us to get to get these things done. Okay. Uh to 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 not put these things off. And um and to really when we start hitting the ground running, uh so that we won't have these things uh weighing us down. Okay. So do forensics. Inventory your equipment, inventory your budget, inventory your players, inventory how you do your things. I would say take a hard, hard look at your mission statement. Uh, are you doing what you say you're doing? What's your relationships like in the community? What's your relationships with the parents? Okay. Uh, all of these things can always be improved upon. And that right there, I've just given some of y'all two, three weeks of work to do right there. Next. Educate yourself further. When you're through improving, you're through. So um, not just watching these classic episodes of, uh, of games, but, but you know, uh, there are plenty of resources out there where you can read about how other people play and coach and, and integrate and become a better person because of it. Um, we all are a sum of, of, um, of all the people we've been exposed to, and we make a unique salad out of that. And there's a chance for you now to, to experiment with new salad dressings, new ingredients. Um, take that time out. Instead of wasting your time binge-watching, um, you know, your favorite episode of whatever it is, um, maybe spend an hour of that time trying to listen to people you've disagreed with or um, systems that are foreign to you and and and, and get a better grip on it. Okay. Next thing on my list is this is a good opportunity for us to all start to network better. All right. We all know who who we um, who we uh, uh, need to network with and the people that we haven't networked with. And I went to LA Prep Soccer today just to get a little, you know, spark as to what we should do today. And it's just sad to see everybody's off the forum. And uh, uh, when that thing was popping a, a month ago. I understand it's the time of year it is, okay, and we had a big distraction now with COVID. But uh, all these relationships that we garnished, all right, throughout this last soccer season, something that we can continue uh, to move forward um, and and uh, and to grow. Um, one thing I do like about the American football coaching fraternity is when you go to these um, these uh, clinics that are put on like LSU and other other schools. Uh, coaches sit down with sugar packets and, and, and napkins and you just 
talk about what was successful for you this year and things that you want to maybe do. Because if you're going to do the same thing year in and year out, um, you, people are going to find out what you're doing and people are going to catch up with you. So you always need to be a moving target. You always need to be getting better. You know, the game is so much different than it was in the 1980s when I started out. And it's never going to stop changing. And if I can't change and adjust with it, it's going to leave me behind. Okay. And this is an opportunity for old guys like me to make sure that it doesn't. Because I'm not ready to put my whistle up yet. I'm not. Okay. Uh, now, if you are, this is a good time to retire, I would imagine. If you are ready to put up your whistle and this is going to be your last hurrah, I'm not ready to say that yet. Okay. And so uh, uh, I'm, I'm hoping I get to spend a lot more time um, educating myself. I don't know if you can go get a coaching license right now, but you don't need a license to be licensed. In other words, you can go get all the education that's out there to get. Okay. Um, you can network with the people you need to network with and, uh, and then take care of the formalities later. All right. I would suggest that to referees too. Okay. The referees have a good network uh, going on, uh, especially on Facebook and Louisiana. Uh, this isn't the time to, 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 to press the pause button. It's a time to develop further and, um, and, uh, and really try to up, upgrade yourself. All right. The next thing is to dream. Um, I think dreaming is, is a big deal. Um, we all have the things we have to do here and now. But it's always nice to kind of look at the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, what is the purpose for what you do? Why, why you do what you do? Okay, is it, hopefully it does have a greater purpose. And if it does, it will succeed. I always pray to God that, for like, for my endeavors with high school soccer and with uh, this radio show and with club soccer, that either these things thrive or that they die quietly. That's my prayer, um, uh, especially for the for the. Uh, I need to do that more for high school, maybe. I guess I, I love high school so much, I don't want to see it end. And so that's something personally I need to work on. But when it comes to club, club's a really big pain in the neck, Tom-wise. It really, really is. And uh, and I'm not a, uh, the president of a big club where I'm raking in enough money to support my family. So I have to ask myself, why am I doing this? And um, and this is an opportunity for us, for me not to just say, okay, and we're going to keep this club going, but what is its purpose and how can it get better? What are some things we can do better? What are some goals that we can achieve? Are there any mergers we should have? I've kind of been talking to people about that. Ways that we can make the game better. Dream right now. Dream, dream, dream. Okay? You don't have to act on all your dreams, but dreams will, will uh, light a kindle within you um, and, and let you see if you can do something different than you have been doing. Which will lead me to my next thing, grow. Okay, um, uh, if you're doing any of these things that I mentioned before, growth is, is is just going to happen. You don't want to stay stagnant right now. You don't want to just uh, tread water. You want to swim. Okay, you want to you want to get stronger. Uh, there's things that you can't do obviously right now, uh, but there's many things that we mentioned earlier that you can do, and you shouldn't be satisfied with maintaining grade, with just having some popcorn and watching TV and hoping that you don't get sick, okay? There's an opportunity to grow always. Uh, if you're not growing, if you're not, if you're not improving, you're through. The next thing um, I have on my list is to volunteer uh, any way you can. 
Okay, uh, some of us are still working full-time. I'm still working full-time as a teacher. I, I don't know about you other teachers out there. I'm At the end of the day, I'm, I'm actually tired-er than I used to be teaching because uh, it's hard to keep your finger on the pulse of kids that you just see in pictures of, you know, that, that you're just seeing – you're not you're not really feeling what they're feeling. You can't see them sighing. You can't really, uh, you know, do the things that the neighbors you could do in the hallway when you're walking past them. So, you know, to keep my finger on that, it's it's exhausting. I, I leave every, every class so tired, and uh, but hopefully I'm going to get a lot better at this. And and so there's there's a need to volunteer, okay, uh, and to and to do something more. I just saw a uh, thing on the news just now where elderly people, if you dial 311 in the New Orleans area, if you got protective equipment, there's plenty for you to do, uh, getting meals to, to our most vulnerable. And um, this is weird I'm putting this last, but y'all, we do have a shortage of referees, okay? We do. And uh, being a referee is a great thing, okay? I'm not ready to put up my coaching whistle up and to start refereeing. I don't think the referees want me to join because I'm one thing on the planet, you know? Um, uh, so I don't know if I'm ever going to take the whistle up because I'm just not good enough, okay? I think you have to be, you have to have some talent to be a referee. And maybe this is an opportunity now for you to get some referee education. Let's say you don't want to be a coach, but you were a player and your playing days are through. It doesn't mean soccer has to be through for you. It doesn't mean you have to take on a team and take on all the headaches with the parents and all the traveling and all the finances and all that stuff. But you can still be in the middle of the most important part of the game of being a referee. Okay? Uh, um, maybe give it a shot. Uh, you'll be surprised the first game you referee, you're going to see that refereeing is way different than coaching and playing. And just as exciting, just as much pressure uh, um, these guys here, when when a referee is well, referee when a referee has done a good job in a game, you hardly know that they're there. Okay, but I guarantee you, if you're that referee, you're gonna know that you were there. Okay, because your mind is racing, your body is flying, and uh, and and you're trying to keep your emotions in check and try to keep a level head and make things fair. It's hard for anything in this world to be fair. And the fairer the referee, the more of a prize that, that referee is. And it's hard to find them, y'all. Uh, uh, just look at the Women's World Cup this summer and all the uh, blunders that happened on the referee scale. Of course, it's easy for us to sit back and, and say that they're blunders. We're not out there, okay? Uh, people do make mistakes. Um, I always tell my players that, all the players, coaches, and referees are going to make an average of 10 mistakes a game. And you got to learn how to deal with them now before they happen because you can't let them rail you out of control. Okay. Uh, um, England are never going to get that game back where Maradona handballed that ball. But I don't think there's any, uh, I kind of was teaching it to my class the other day using um, the interaction between English, England, and Argentina helped me out with the religion scenario I was talking about. But, you know, you don't hear a lot of people complaining too much about that game going Argentina's way because then one of the greatest goals ever scored by anybody was scored by Maradona when he just dribbled through 11, 11 players and put the ball in the back of the net. So, you know, uh, you can whine and complain and uh, or you could just, just learn how to deal with the, the bad things that have been given your way and still learn how to thrive. That's what we all need to do right now, everybody. We've been throwing a big curveball with this disease. Never seen anything like it in my life except for Katrina. And I'm going to tell you as a guy who lives in New Orleans from New Iberia that a lot of New Orleans is better for the Katrina experience. 
a lot of New Orleans still hasn't recovered yet. And so uh, there's going to be some scarring here with this episode. I think it's just really important, though, that we all try to make sure that just like a, um, my my players, sometimes they'll walk in on me, and I like to listen to the audio cast of Apollo 13. Um, it just reminds me of Krantz uh, uh, when he said, this may be our finest hour, when everybody thought it was going to be their greatest disaster. And they found a way to make it work. They found a way with boxes and things that they never intended to be used as um, oxygen supplies. They found a way to get those three astronauts home. And uh, and it was their greatest moment, really. I like listening to, the, to how they did it because he kept everybody from panicking and it kept everybody focused on, okay, what can we do now? All right. That won't jeopardize our mission uh, in the future. And that's something we have to do right now. So maybe re-listen to this broadcast. Uh, maybe I need to listen to it and, uh, and to practice everything I'm preaching right now, because um, we have a moment in time right now where we can uh, um, watch irreparable damage be done, or we can hit the ground running when the ground is open and, uh, and be better than we were before this. I pray for you and your family's safety. Please pray for mine. And I wish y'all all the best on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. I'm Coach Alan DeRitter. I'm the head soccer coach for the boys and girls at De La Salle and also the um, director of coaching at Soccer Innovations of America, wishing you and your family the best of health. Carpe diem in Christ. And hopefully we'll see you next week. God willing. Bye-bye. 